And so today, I'm ending the series that we've um, been on through the month of October, entitled God is Love. And foundational scripture that we've read, we actually read a couple of weeks in, in Luke, but then I, then I moved over to Matthew. It's just Matthew's account of the same thing that was said versus Luke's. But I like verse 33 of, of Matthew 6. And I'm going to read it in the Amplified. <clears throat> but he said, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right, and that all these things taken together will be given you besides. But seek, aim at, and strive after first of all his kingdom and righteousness, his way of doing and being right, and that all these things taken together will be given you besides. He said, seek, aim at, first of all, his, who? God's kingdom and his righteousness. And we've talked about all month long that, that God is love. And so, God is love and love is God. And so, God's kingdom is his kingdom of love. And that kingdom of love has a way of doing things and doing it the right way. And as I've shared over the last three weeks, nothing in your life will work, nothing in your or my life will work until we learn what the walk of love is all about. Nothing will work like it's supposed to. Because, because love, the kingdom of love, has its way of doing and being right. And we can't operate in that kingdom, that domain of, uh, of love, being unlovely to people that were created in the, in the image of God. This doesn't work. You, you, you'll never get away with it, and actually your life will be prolonged and your destiny will be prolonged, and destiny that you're desiring to see manifested will be prolonged because you can't handle what you think you want until you learn to walk in love, until it becomes a part of you. If you've never voted based on your own personal convictions then you've never voted. Well, I'm a Republican. Well, I'm a Democrat. Well, I'm an independent. Well, I'm a communist. Whatever. What are your convictions? If you found out that somebody that's not part of your party thinks one way, and when you went to looking at what they believe and, and things that mattered to you, and you found somebody not in your party that believed a certain way, would you vote for them? 
it's really no different where the love of God is concerned. And I'm going to show you. So what does voting and the love of God have anything to do with anything? It has to do with what you do in life based on conviction, not action. Most people try to do things in life, and when you're a trier and not a doer, you don't get anything done. Triers continue to go around the same mountain over and over and over again. Good intentions. I'm trying. Come on, Pastor, at least I've been trying. Okay. But what do you want in life? I don't want to be a trier. I don't, I, I don't want to be looking at the same raggedy old mountain over and over and over again. I want the new fresh stuff that God has, right? I don't want something new and fresh just to have something new and fresh. I want God in every way. He has a way of doing, and his way of doing in life is love. No other way. There is no other way. There's either, you're either going to tap into God's way or there is no other way. And you'll live your life depressed, upset, and not fulfilling the things that God wanted and has had planned for your life. And I promise you, he wants you fulfilled more than you want to be. Could it be? Could it be that way? Years ago, I knew a lady, and she was a real, she was an older lady when I first met her, and she was real vibrant and all over the place. And, you know, just, just one day, all of a sudden, she started, like, sinking. And um, there was nothing wrong with her physically. There was nothing in any, n- nothing, you know, she had gone to the doctors, and there was nothing physically wrong for her with her, but she was just sinking. And she would find herself staying in her house for days on end, not being able to break out and get out of the house in this form of depression, you know? And um, we had prayed for her and believed God with her and did everything that we could to try to help her and, and those kind of things, and it just, it's just like nothing was working. And I remember thinking in my mind at the time, I remember having this thought, you know, God, I guess just with some people, it just doesn't work. And I don't know where that thought came from, but I mean, it wasn't too long after that that God just said, you need to drop kick that thought out. Because every individual person on planet Earth is in control of their destiny. Our job is to connect with what God already had planned for us before, before we were even thought about. It's our job to learn to connect with that. But once we connect with it, it's our responsibility to walk it out. You realize it's not on God. It's not on God when you act unlovely to somebody because of what they've done. Someone's done you wrong and you react. It's not on God for that reaction. That reaction was your choice. You chose to do it. And that's just the way it is. And you keep doing those kind of things. 
You will not be on the receiving end of the things that God has for your life because God is love. 1 John 4, 8, God is love. He is love. And the only way for things to work in life in his kingdom, because it's the kingdom of love, is for you and I to live in that love and know what that really looks like. Only way. Here's another passage that we looked at in John chapter 13. We looked at in the last three weeks. John 13 and 34. He said, I give you a new commandment that you should love one another just as I have loved you. Love one another as I've loved you. Love one another as I have loved you. Love one another the way I love you. So you too should love one another. By this, all men know that you are my disciples if you love one another, if you keep on showing love among yourselves. I wasn't reading that in the right translation. Verse 35 again. By this, all men know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. If you have love one for another, the world knows that we're disciples of God, that that you can really be a disciple of God, that God is real, in other words. It's not by miracles. That's not how the world will know. It's not by healings, even though Fabian's testimony was awesome up here today. Amen? And that's good, but that's not how the world knows that God's real. The world knows that God is real because we love each other. It's one thing to love and have compassion on people that are not born again, but it's another thing to love people that are part of the kingdom, in spite of them, in spite of our differences to love one another. But you'll never love people until you know how much God loves you. And that's what the rest of my message is about today. We read this, and I'll read it again, and then just have a couple of the passages I want to, I want to give you today. 1 Corinthians 13, and verse 1 says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy, and I understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains, but I have not love, how much am I? Absolutely nothing. So see, the world's not going to know the greatness of God because of the faith we have, the mountains we can move, the healing services that we produce. All of that's great, and it's part of God's kingdom. But that's not how the world will know. He said, if you have not love, then you have absolutely nothing. Verse 3. And though I bestow my goods to feed the poor, and though I have my body to be burned, but I have not love, it profits me nothing. There's no profit in it. Where there's not love, there's not advancement. Profit is to advance. It's to move forward. And, and listen, you'll always move forward with vision, and when you're walking in the love of God, all of a sudden, 
the, the spirit of wisdom and understanding becomes alive in you and it does something internally in your life that the natural can never do. Knowledge can't ever produce what the spirit of wisdom and, and revelation and understanding produces. And that kicks in every single time I choose to walk in love in an unlovely situation. <clears throat> and verse 8 says, love Never fails. Never. 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 You know what? You know what? Every one of us have had opportunities to walk in love. And up here, our head says, if I do that, they're going to take advantage of me. Love never fails. You can never be defeated by loving too much. It never fails. Never. So, <clears throat> what we've talked about today, he said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things will happen, then that's what will happen. You know who believes those kind of things? Those that understand how much God loves them. God didn't give you that promise in Matthew 6.33 to try to prove to you that he's God and that he's going to come through. He's already come through for you. If you do that, then it will happen because... It will happen, and you will do that, seek his kingdom, and not everything else trying to get answers, you'll seek him. And you will do that, and it will happen, and as that's happening, you become more convinced of how much he loves you. He's your daddy. He, he gave you that promise because he loves you. Then just love other people with the same love that he loves you with. Not you trying to love people. Man, I tell you what, that trying to love mess... That's ugly. And I've failed every time I've tried to love. My head will tell me something. You ever notice you get a thought about something, especially towards someone else, and you don't like something about them? <laughs> and that thought, man, I mean, it grows. And then it's like this person that you are upset with is like the devil himself. Where did that come from? Because you meditated on that. Isn't it amazing how difficult it is to get rid of those thoughts from your head? I mean, you have to stay on it. No, I'm not doing it. No, the greater one lives in me and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I cast that thought down in the name of Jesus. I will walk in love. I don't care how I feel. I will, I will, I will. And, and then, bam, 14 other thoughts come to your head about the same person. That's how intense it is. No, the greater one lives in me. I will not give it up. I've got too much on the line. There's too much at stake for me to act like that and treat people that way that were created in the image of God. Too much. If he said do it, then it'll come to pass. If he said in Scripture that he is love, then he is. 
He said, if he said that if I love my neighbor the way I love myself, that it will produce for me, then it will produce. If he said I'm healed, then I'm healed. Why? Because he loves me. John 3.16 said, God so loved the world that he did what? He gave. And what did that giving produce? Every single thing we're talking about right here and created the opportunity for me to be on the receiving end of every single promise in his word. Why? Because he loves me. You ever notice those thoughts that you have about people that you don't like? How what it is that you don't want for them is you don't want good for them. I can can think of a family member of mine that's been one of the difficult ones in my life. It's been difficult. It's been difficult for me to get past it in my mind with a family member of mine. And so God told me, he said, you get on the offensive, not be offended, but on the offense. You get aggressive with doing for them and being kind to them and doing things for them to where you don't have time to think about what you don't like about them. Okay? But I don't want to do that. I got you. I got you. I am hearing you, but I don't want to do that. But he said, if you'll do that, you'll beat that thing. And I did. You know what I found out along the way? Is I had not only felt that way about this family member, I had voiced it. And you know what I'd created? I'd created a couple of people around me, real close to me, that kind of voiced uh, support of the way that I felt because of the way that person did me. So I got over it, and someone close to me heard of something that this family member did, and boy, they went right into it, and I realized I didn't just affect myself. I affected people around me. My, my, my mouth got to other people, and they were saying things, and you know what? Listen, they were saying things out of their mouth as a result of things that I did That wasn't hurting me, it was hurting them. So my life hurt other people around me the same way. Because of what was coming out of my mouth. Because of what I was demonstrating. Because of what someone else did to me. He said, you want to get over it? You kill that thing by being so kind that you can't think about anything else. And I did. And you know what? (laughs) Voila, it worked. Amen? And does that mean you, you do that for two weeks and it worked and so that's it? No, no, no. You've got to stay on it stronger than you ever have. Devil will back off, but he'll come at you another way. Boom, hit you from the, this side. That doesn't work, then he'll hit you over here. Then he'll hit you like five times at once. But when my shield of faith is up, My shield of faith isn't just an arm shield, it's a body shield. 
and God's covering my back. He's got my left and my right side, and the shield of faith is protecting me in every single way. It'll never penetrate. And you know what? All along, I'm on the receiving end of all the good things of God because his word says so. Can you say amen? Luke chapter 6 and verse 27. I used to skip this part of the Bible because it didn't make any sense to me. My natural mind, I used to skip this. I'd, I'd get to here. When I would read through the New Testament, I'd get to this passage, and, and it's in every one of the Gospels. Gosh, why did you have to put them in all four of them? And it's in every one of those. And I'd get to these pieces, parts right here, and I'd just go, yeah, and down. Yeah, give, and it shall be given unto you. Yeah, good measure, pressing down, shaking together, and running over. Yes, glory to God. We'd get all involved in all that. But here's the thing. I'm going to say this before I read these few verses. You've never loved somebody. Man. You have never loved somebody until you love somebody the way God loved you. You've never loved somebody until you love him with the love that he loved you with. So that means you've got to be busy finding out how much he loves you. That's why I gave you these different examples. Fabian's healed today because God loved him so much. When you see him sharing that, it takes a man to stand up here and shed a few tears or whatever over something like that. You know? But when you share something like that, it's because something's going deep inside of you in realizing that God so loved me that he gave, I mean, he gave his only son his best, the best that he had so that I could be healed and saved, delivered, set free in every way, every way. And until that really becomes a part of you, not, not just the fact that you're saved, it's not enough. It's that that salvation is renewing your mind and your soul and you're implementing it by practicing it. Like I had to on my family member, I had to practice that every day. Don't ignore the things that are the hardest and just take care of the easy things. There's no profit in that. You can talk about all the faith experiences and faith, you know, victories that you've accomplished. But 1 Corinthians 13 says you can have all faith so as to move mountains. But you have all love, you're nothing. I'm, he said it. I'm not, I'm not like looking down at you and saying, you're nothing. I'm saying he said you're nothing. So we've got to work on it every single day. You know how this works? I'll just tell you this. I'm preaching this to you, and I've already got my next faith love project. It just came to me as I was preaching. See, there's got to be something 
constantly that you're going to be challenged with. And, and the more you do this, the easier it gets. When I'm telling you that it's a, a faith love challenge, I mean, I want them. I want to love more than I've ever loved. You remember in the first message I shared with you about how God had revealed to me at one time about how my driving opened the door to the enemy? I could leave the office up here or like wherever my office was. I could leave my office wherever it was and I could head home and, and get mad at people while I was driving and walk into my house with an open door to the enemy because of my reactions to people driving. And God just shut me down. He said, just shut it down. Just back off. Let everybody go. When you come to a stop sign and there's, and there's a car and he's, you think, well, I'll just pull out there. I know he's going to come right up on my bumper, but that, no, just let him go. Wait till there's not a car. Yeah, but pastor, that could take 30 seconds. I'm just saying that's what God told me. I'm not saying you have to do it. I'm just saying God told me that. But what would happen was I'd open the door to the enemy. I might come home and not act like Jesus. Because where there's strife and confusion and contention, there's every evil work of the enemy. He's in operation. And so God will show you along the way there's things that you shut the door to the enemy and you do it by practicing walking in love with all humanity, especially those that are closest to you. Can you say amen? amen. Verse 27 of Luke 6. This is all in red. This is all Jesus himself. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, <clears throat> do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who spitefully use you, to him who strikes you on one cheek, offer the other also. Never do that in Texas. And from him who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who asks of you, and from him who takes away your goods, do not ask them back. And just as you want men to do to you, you also do to them likewise. But if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you hope to receive back, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do that. But he said, verse 35, love your enemies, do good, and lend, hoping for nothing in return. And your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High. You know why he wrote that to you? You know why he wrote that to us? Because he loves us. Anybody can be good to people that are good to them. What are you doing on a day-to-day -day basis with people that don't do what you want them to do? I'm telling you, it is, it is the barrier that wants to keep us from being on the receiving end of all that God has. And I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you. If you'll get this and you'll download this in you and you'll start practicing it one person or situation at a time, you will see things manifest in your life like that. Like, I mean, overnight. Overnight. Things that you've been believing God for. You can't receive God's way 
when God is love when you're not loving his way. But you'll never love his way if you don't know how much he loved you. Now, you know, catch this when I say it. You know what that means to me? The power to love unlovely people, okay, the, the power to love the unlovely is in the revelation of how he's loved me. So it's not on you to love people. It's on you to know my, how much he loves you. I don't care mistakes you've made. I don't care how many mistakes that you've made in your life. God loves you. He loved you so much that even before you made the mistakes that you made, he died for you. Before. And after you made the mistakes that you've made, he still loves you when he loved you before. The exact same way. That's what you got to get inside of you. Love your enemies. Do good. Pray for those who despitefully use you, those who harm you, th those that do things to you in an ugly way. I'm not talking about somebody that abuses you physically or something. you got to get out of that situation. Don't misunderstand me even for a second about that. But I'm talking about things where people are coming against you or they're not doing things the way you want them to do it. If you'll learn to love them and what that really looks like, the future is brighter than you've ever seen it. Here is the key. It's the key. You've never loved somebody until you love them with the love that you have and the revelation you have of how much God loves you in spite of you. Can you say amen? So I want you to, today as we end this, I want you to remember these two passages of Scripture. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 13. <clears throat> Galatians 5 and 13. For you, brethren, all of us, have been called to liberty, only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love, through love, through love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And then watch verse 15, and I just want to make a point about this. If you bite and devour one another, beware lest you be consumed by one another. Why did he give us that? Why did he tell Paul to write that to us? Because he loves us so much. And he doesn't want you devoured by the enemy. He wants you liberated and free. But if you take the liberty in your salvation and what God has given you and use it for an opportunity just to think about yourself and take care of yourself and have everything about you, you're going to be consumed by the enemy. You're going to be consumed with and by people that do the same thing that you're doing by not 
serving people in love and learning what that really looks like. You have to practice it. Every opportunity that comes my way today to walk in love, I won't walk in love if I respond quickly to something negative or whatever that has been done, something unlovely that has been done towards me or at me or some words that I hear. If I respond in the moment, I will not walk in love. you got to back it up, back your little truck up, and sit in it for a little while, and thank God we can pray in the Holy Ghost, and God will give you what to do. I'm telling you, it's that simple. And if you'll live your life like that, you know, you may have some moments where you have to pull away from something or walk away from something or get in your car and drive around the block or whatever and, and pray for a few minutes. Listen, it doesn't take six hours in most situations. Just get your mind clear of the offense or the anger because it comes at your head. I, pro I promise you, every time someone does something in a negative way against you, it's going to hammer your head. Just back it up, pray in the Spirit, and then listen for the Word to be revealed about that situation. And if you'll do that, it'll work every single time, and it'll cause things to get aligned in your life to where you're under an open heaven and receiving the blessing of God like you've never seen in your life. And those times, you say, well, so are you just baiting us with having manifestation? Whatever. I mean, if that's what it takes, I'm telling you, it'll produce. But you can't see, you, you can't make something be produced. If you're doing it just because, well, pastor said I better try it. No, it, it won't work. But the more you practice it, you can't not want to walk in love. We were created by love, and we were created in his image, and we're his children. You can't not want to walk in love and be loved and be loved. Everybody wants to be loved. But nobody can love like him. Nobody can love you like him. And last verse is Philippians 2, and I'll end with this. Philippians 2. And verse 3. <clears throat> Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind. Let each esteem others better than himself. You know what's interesting with that verse of Scripture right there? It's... <laughs> He didn't say that the people were better than you. He said, esteem them as better than you. Treat them as they're better than you. Treat them better than you would treat yourself. Oh my gosh, I don't know if I could do that. If he said you can do it, you can do it, and there's a promise tied to it. Esteem them Others better than yourself. Let each of you look not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. That's what love does. My life isn't just about myself. And the more I can make it about other people over time, the more my life that has to do with me 
he's in control of. That's the way it works. I'm going to, say, I'm going to read that verse 3 again. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind. In other words, lowering your, your estimation of yourself. Let each esteem others better than himself. You know, just take a verse. There's, there's, there's verses of Scripture all through there. Um, I had others I was going to read. Uh, write down Romans 12.10 and look at that. That's another promise that says similarly the same thing. Just all through the Scripture, there are promises that line up for you and I about how to walk in love and what love produces. And it produces because He loved me first and what he loved me, and the way that he loved me, and what he did for me, healed me, delivered me, set me free, and gave me the power to love other people the way he loved me. But that's the revelation you have to have. Have you ever compared yourself to somebody else? Have you ever noticed that most people's comparisons are not with people that they consider less than them? Most of our comparisons are with people that, well, you know, they do that and they're doing this and they're so successful and they've done all this and they've this and that and this and that and it's all about, you know, and they look so pretty and, they're, and I'm so ugly and I'm this and whatever it is. That's where the comparisons are most of the time. And, you know, you can, you can appreciate things about other people and see it, you know, but not let that control your life. But people that are closest to us and there's an intimidation there with them, if you'll love them and you'll treat them better than you treat yourself and you start doing things for them, I'm talking about God leading you to do something with a certain person or maybe there's an issue or problem like that, what you'll notice is, what you'll notice is how amazing you are. You know why? Because God will reveal to you who you really are. When you walk in love, you'll start seeing yourself for who you really are. And I promise you, you weren't a mistake. Not a one of you today were a mistake. You weren't born to the wrong parents. Well, that's easy for you to say. No, I, I mean it. I'm not joking. I mean it. You weren't born to the wrong parents. You're his. You're his child before you were your parents' child. You came here from him. Some people don't know that. They think they just were like, they were just an accident and they were, no. You came from him. People's choices brought you here, that's true. But you came from him. He created you to be a part of his kingdom. And that kingdom is a kingdom of love. And I promise you, you can walk in love. I don't care what anybody's ever told you. I don't care what ideas have 
riddled your mind and your life from days past, you can walk in love and you can be the most successful person on planet earth because the world won't know that God is real because of your success, how wealthy you are, how little money you have, how little things you have or how much you have. They won't know it because of anything else other than you practicing the love of God in every relationship that you have. Because there's no way to, you can't practice love if there's no people. So if you're on a deserted island and there's nothing out there, just you, it's easy. It's a cakewalk because there's nobody. You got to walk in love with yourself. We got people everywhere, right next to us. Everybody's got worlds where there's all kinds of people and God wants you walking in the love of God so you can be on the receiving end of all that he has for you. Amen.